Season 2, Episode 1. Hehehe. Dear Mikael Msanzi. Welcome, 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 welcome to season two, episode one of A Theatre Maker in Mzanzi. You are here for a groundbreaking. Welcome, Menzi. Nice to see you there. Welcome to me. Ah, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Let's see if this time the Instagram cards are going to work with us. And invite. All right. Uh, Dumi's just going to fix her connectivity issues there. How are you guys doing? Hey, Menzi, Momo, are you guys well today? I'm having a good day so far, and I'm excited to have more conversations with the both of you. So it's nice to see you already here, ready and willing to engage, trying to suss out, you know, the territory, <laughs> you know, but it's cool. I'm, I'm so glad to see you guys here. Um, I hope that you're also doing well. Um, Menzi, I can't wait to see, you know, Last Cow Standing. Oh my goodness, I saw what you did. On uh, on Facebook, we're feeling strong. Yeah, I know, I know. We're good. Seeing you guys is exciting. Yeah, it's like a little reunion with like people, some people that you haven't met, but like the spirits are just connecting in in their own kind of way. Um, yeah, I mean, I was saying that I saw um, Last Cow Standing, the snippet that you did. Oh my goodness! Oh, that was just like we were all doing stuff in like the that space, but like you came on and you were just like. <laughs> I see what you're doing, but look at this. Ah, that was just that was just awesome. That was just awesome. Uh, it's good to see you guys. It's good to see you here. Um, so for for this season of the theatre making Sansi, as the both of you know, um, we're going to be looking at the broader question of you know what is happening to us as as theatre makers, right? So like the the pandemic has caused like a serious challenge to to how we we navigate through you know through the world or how we have navigated in the world welcome welcome um so so i'm i'm interested in having conversations with all of you about you know how have you like you know redefined if you have redefined yourself how have you shifted so like all the time that you would have been spending um making in the way that you were making pre the corona era okay this to me let me get it in so pre the, the corona era um how are you functioning and how are you functioning now last cow was awesome online and that is high praise because momo hates all the online stuff <laughs> so yeah for, for for you guys who are who are here and viewing um so yeah just thinking about like what's happening to us as as theater makers um, in this time, or people who primarily looked at themselves as theater makers, you know, making for that live performance space where you'd have an audience coming in and sitting and, and watching you, you do what you do. Thinking about, you know, what's what's happening to us, how we're we changing, um, looking at the new ways that we're having to, to make work, thinking about how we're having to tap into like different, diff or we're having to use our skills differently. Um, and I'm interested in what the long-term impact you guys perceive to be or might be as a result of that, right? So like in, in this new world, we're having to reconsider how we're, you know, distributing our, our material and we're also having to reconsider how we're putting it together, how it's actually meeting the, the end viewer, meeting the, the audience member. And like, so I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, so is it is it a case that we're in holding positions that are gonna allow us to go back into a mold and a space that will, you know, have us making in the ways that we used to be making? Or is it a case that we are actually evolving into something, you know, completely, completely new um, in the way that we're having to interact with technology, with our audiences, thinking about how we have to interact with just, you know, this idea of making performance that was meant to be um, enjoyed within a live setting with bodies there who were going to impact and influence how the thing was going to happen, right? So like, you know, now now it's like we're borrowing these elements from, you know, the world of film and it's, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious about like, you know, for, for, for you guys who, who don't have a choice or in, in a sense, 
have have continued to be artists are continuing to be artists um how is that impacting who you are as an artist you know how is that impacting what you're becoming and what you are being able to to do as an artist dumi's back i'm going to try to get her in again um so 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 yeah that's that's really what the season overall is going to be all that, that's the that's the driving question for me for the season and and obviously whatever the guests have to have to share you know i'm just here to you know draw in so mama says people are coming through for themselves that's a big deal as for theater it's great though that people are experimenting we have to evolve it's been very challenging uh mr charlie do you think we are not taking enough risks to address this problem sure um let me think about that hey yes yeah! <laughs> ah okay bye <laughs> let me tell you it's my father my late father's birthday today so i thought maybe oh. the dozies were not allowing me to do this <laughs> Uh, thank you that they let us you know we appreciate you know his presence happy birthday baba also um happy yeah. birthday how are you first of all before we get into all of the other stuff how are you doing um today has been quite an emotional day um a day of grounding um i spoke to kucho this week and i was just like oh my gosh i feel all over the place and all she said to me was be still you know so i feel I feel grounded. I feel secure in where I am in just my journey and I feel nervous about this conversation however. <laughs> um but also like you were saying before this before the conversation just to just to just to honor it. So I think um thank you thank you for also choosing me to be part of this experience. Yeah. Thank you for saying yes. <laughs> um I mean I I I feel you totally. Um for my own for 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 personal reasons in my life you know there's also been a sense of just like the ground shifting underneath my feet and yeah. you know it, it's just been talking to people who have just reminded me to just you know breathe you know we are still going through like something pretty epic and it's not over yet you know so um yeah, yeah i'm i'm glad that we have people who are there to just you know say breathe just just be yeah. here now it's it's okay yeah. to not have to be constantly um okay Um yeah. so is there anything that you'd like for us to to touch on first before we we go into the conversation? Yes, I want to make a disclaimer. Okay. <laughs> And the disclaimer is that everything I say is my opinion and not the opinion of any organization I work with or for any association, network, collective it's all me so if you want to cancel me after this cancel me and not my organization <laughs> so nobody's getting canceled after this i promise you like it's not going to be anything <laughs> because also you refuse to share the question so i don't know what you're going to ask me but i made a huge note on my notebook like disclaimer please cause i make you what hey hey nah man i think i think you're being you're being too too anxious uh, my questions are are pretty pretty simple man like you know i just looked at you know where where i've perceived you to to be like i was telling you you know i i have a great sense of of respect for for you and how you i've seen you navigate the world in that you know um i think primarily you know you come from the place where you started out as a performer but then you start you know mm-hmm. branching out into all of these different spaces and now you're the yeah. head of programs at you know business in arts south africa and that's just like Yeah. You know that I mean when you are when you're starting out as a as a young and god first year god vits you know are you are you even imagining that you know you're going to be occupying the roles that you are occupying now have you you know was that even a thought No um so in first year my first thought is get away from the vault don't hang out with folks that you've been chilling with diversify friendships basically um learn you know also get the degree like when my father passed away i remember being so dramatic at his funeral like as in i'm going to get that degree you know so the focus was really just to get the paper and also because there was that pressure of if you're going to be doing a dramatic arts degree you better you better at least come up come out with um some sort of a degree that can allow you to still navigate and play in different spaces so no 
I was thinking belonging. I was thinking identity. I had dreadlocks. You know, so I didn't think that far. But I, I always knew that, you know, there was a bigger reason why I was in this particular school, uh, which was the Vit School of Arts. And that whatever tools I was going to get out of this, I needed to be able to use beyond just um, the screen or beyond just the stage. Hmm. So so how, how do you get to... so? Now talk me through how, okay, so you go through, you know, the varsity years, you know, you get to do all of that performing that you do, your intentions, you know, <laughs> you know, through the year and you do all of that, all of that stuff that you do. And then after, after graduating, what is, what did life look like? You know, how did you start, you know, building career? So in second year, um, we had a semester where we were doing heightened text. And I remember we were doing Shakespeare. So... I won't mention names, but our lecturer, basically, we were clashing because I just didn't get this thing. He's like, like, I didn't have the time for that. <laughs> there was a real resistance, you know? And I remember just not wanting to learn this thing. I hated it. And at the end of that year, the stakes were quite high because they had said, if you don't make it onto this list of like, great performers in this particular year that, you know, you'd had to go for a conversation with your lecturer to basically motivate why you needed to continue with performance. Why do you so, suck? It's like essentially, you know. <laughs> yeah, if you suck at Shakespeare, heightened text, yo. basically you can act, yo. you know. Yo. And obviously I'm screwed from the beginning. I'm just like, okay. And then to see my name on the list that basically said I couldn't act, shook my core you know <laughs> shook me to the core i was just like what do you mean what do you mean you know what do you mean yeah. um and i remember having a conversation with greg holman and greg holman was basically just saying i don't trust this or rather just Oscar internalize it too much you know it's just um a process you can act blah 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 yeah and i remember just sitting and that moment has never left me because for the first time i think i realized that if you're not the best in this thing, um, babes, make a plan, you know, come up with a plan because you leave here, the fourth year, wanting to compete with people who are number one in this thing. And if you're not number one, then what could you be number one in? Or what could you be great at so that you could be number one on the list or at least on the list, you know? So I remember just thinking to myself, okay, if this performance thing is not going to work out, find a different route, um, attain other skills, and maybe revisit what the plan will be post-vits. Post so to cut a long story short, I was in musical theater. I did applied theater. I did performance. I did media studies. I did... Um, arts management at some point. So by the time I graduated my dramatic arts degree, you know, my transcript has a variety of, mm. of modules, of concepts, of, of spaces I've played in because mm. I knew that I needed to diversify my portfolio, um, mm. A, to find something that I'd be great at, yeah. but B, to, to really um, create opportunities or to be able to participate in more opportunities than just being on stage. You've said the word diversify twice. Um, and Momo says, I remember that list. Fuck that list. <laughs> Shout out, Momo. So you've said the word diversify twice. So like, how important is, is that concept of diversification to you? I think I suffer from extreme FOMO, you know, because I want to know. And more than just knowing, I want to be participating. And diversifying, I think, has allowed me to do that. In, varsity, yeah. in, 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 in high school, I also realized, like, I did accounting, maths, science, in, in cheerleading, netball, you know, because sure. I've always wanted to, to have a, a, a foot in, to know when's the line, who's making the decisions and what's sure. informing that, you know. Yeah. I, I think that's generally, as I, as I reflect on that uh, question, I think that I've always been like that. Um, and so it, it, was, it was a natural kind of, um, um, but the, the, it, was it was a natural progression for me to, to then diversify in that sense. 
Yeah, yeah, because yeah. because also I, I after varsity, I, after my honors, I realized that um, if I'm not going to be doing this performing arts thing, um, I want to also participate in the policy space and in the arts admin uh, space in a in a very deliberate way. So mm. I then I then did that, and and again, like I say, I've been able to then be part of you know a performing arts collective. I've been able to play in research. Um, a Tony can pick up a call and say, "Hey, we're looking for somebody to." Uh, conceptualize a whatever, whatever, you know, a Jeff can call you and say, let's come and perform. Goethe Institute can be, can you facilitate, you know, yeah, because yeah. Um, I, there was a time after, after, after my honors, and I think two years into the industry where I was like, you know, but also where's the work? And I couldn't wait for my auditions. Um, I wasn't getting auditions either, yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Um, I realized that it gave me an opportunity to 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 know more about the industry that I'm in, but more than just knowing to be able to contribute to the conversation and um, to also create new tables for new conversations. And that's something that's quite important to me because I think that we we go through this thing and it's and it's amazing and it's fulfilling. But at the end of the day, you ask yourself, like, what can I show for that six month rehearsal? beyond um, the money and beyond just the congratulations and the audience applause. I think for me, it was important to quantify it for myself using my own criteria, but um, again, playing in those spaces quite meaningfully and quite deliberately as well. Hmm. Sure. That, that, that takes me to, you know, the thinking about what you, um, what you're passionate about in terms of, yeah. you know, the, the networks of value that you want to start building. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, before we, we get into that, maybe Paul, uh, Paul has something to say here. Paul says, the problem with institutions in, is the lecturers or teachers. They have their own idea of what is best or what is good for students from giving reading, yeah. making modules, one size fits all attitude. Menzi says, just yeah. wow, wow. You want to reflect on, on what Paul is saying there? Yeah. One of the things that I really, 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 really appreciate is um, the concept of applied drama or applied theater. Okay. Because, I, I, and I think I was very excited when I was um, introduced to the work of Paulo Freire and Augusto Boal mm. because it kind of centered the student, it kind of centered the oppressed, it centers the, the, the oh, one who yeah. seemingly doesn't have power, right? Sure. And says to that person, you, there is an inherent talent and knowledge and ability. Let's unearth that and let's utilize that. Let's, yeah. let's recognize that and let's bring that to the table. Sure. So if our institutions continue to have this hierarchical, this, the lecturer knows more than the student, that becomes very problematic, especially for, for the arts, because we come in with so much. And if story is, is, the, is the source, then why not create spaces where, as an artist, you teach me how to understand who I am and to bring who I am into the room. Yeah. And all you are doing is facilitating and unearthing and guiding as opposed to if your voice sounds like, I mean, there was a time when I was taken to a clinic um, for my voice and they said to me, do you have a lot of chimneys where you come from? And so what? <laughs> Work with my husky voice. <laughs> you. Like, wow. Like, like, why well, wanna trail? Yeah. So, so you have to fit into this, into the square. And that time you are a star, you are a semicircle, you are whatever you want to be. And yeah. that changes as and when. So, I think if institutions really um, trusted the people that they entrust to facilitate this learning, it really would be about like the tacit kind of inherent knowledge and, and, and information and story and power. Let's bring that into the room. And yeah, I mean, all of us keep saying all of us should be studying arts administration, but I think there's something quite powerful about applying these tools in different spaces and corporate spaces and boardrooms and schools in, in theater spaces, in, in whatever, in online spaces, as opposed to just um, teaching one way of being and one way of creating and one way of being an artist. Mm. 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 Finger snaps, finger snaps. Chimbili, ibiri. Jeff is laughing. <laughs> Menzi says, um, let me just... 
Exactly. This kind of thinking and application of information, diversifying it beyond the space is not spoken about broadly. Thank you, Mr. Charlie, for inviting us to me. We need more intelligent conversations. Shout out. But, you know. but he spelled the Dumi with an I and it's Dumi with a Why? <laughs> why is that? Please tell me what that's about. Why is it Dumi with a Y? Why, why do you think? You need to constantly ask why? Why are you doing the thing that you are doing? Why are you hanging out with the folks that you are hanging out with? Why are you creating this theater show? For who? Why? What is the, what is the why? What is the, beyond just fulfillment, we get it into, you know? And I, and I don't think we think about that quite critically. Or maybe we do, but we don't vocalize it enough to say, I'm in this because, you know, um, beyond fulfillment or beyond the money, I'm doing this because. And once we actually tap into the, the deeper kind of ikigai, the purpose behind it, the thing that's informing it, I think we start to have even more honest conversations. Askies, askies, ish. <laughs> Please remember that we are just learning here. You know, it's, I know that you are a star there you're not a second but no you know. no 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 it's, it's, it's a very wrong assumption uh -uh. it's something that I, it's a con japanese concept i learned sure sure what is what does it mean basically it's the it's the purpose profit and personality you know it's 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 how you can turn your and i think oprah speaks about it as well like how you can turn the thing that comes so easily into a vocation into you know um just your higher purpose you know mm -hmm. but being very clear that if you're just doing it for the fun that's all it's going to give it you know give you or mm -hmm. and if you're doing it for the money then be clear but they can be a combination of of, of things and you, you constantly have to just check in with the why i mean i'm not explaining it properly because i mean i'm not the master of it but what i get is is really the why and 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 being very clear that the thing that is so easy and your purpose can actually be the thing that generates income for you and um, uh, a longer kind of legacy for for your life. Yeah, yeah, no. Oof. With the why, with the why. Somebody say why, why, why. Um, why, so... why, why, why. <laughs> <laughs> um, take, can you take me into um, a day in the life of head of programs at Vasa? <laughs> please, that's it. Please, please. <sighs> It took me. It took me a while to actually um, step into those shoes and to to embrace those those shoes and that responsibility. But in a nutshell, um, I am responsible for the programs uh, department at Business and Arts South Africa. And what we initially realized, our mandate really is to um, facilitate conversations between and partnerships, strategic partnerships between the business sector and the arts sector. But I think what they realized earlier on was that we were speaking primarily to um, businesses and, and, you know, educating and cultivating confidence around how to invest and sponsor, but we weren't having enough conversations um, with, the, with, the, with the creative sector, with the cultural sector, to actually understand, like, okay, yeah, sure, we want the sponsors, but if you were to teach the business sector your love language, what would that be, right? Mm -hmm. If we were organized and... Um, not needing these partnerships, what would life actually look like? And yeah. so my role is to create platforms, conversations, connections through which those partnerships can be seamless, can be organic, but most importantly, meaningful for both parties. Yeah. It's to ensure that creatives know what to put in a proposal. Creatives know what to say at an interview. Creatives know how to partner amongst themselves. Creatives can run their own thing without needing business that we can exist without needing the public sector or the the private sector and that is the that is the end in mind that we're so clear on who we are and what we want to do that the other parties come to us and we don't have to modify ourselves to fit into that box so we do that through programs um i don't like the word development but we we, we do that through programs and sometimes we get it right and sometimes we get it wrong. Um, but I think that we, I'm taking from my predecessor, my, my goal right now is again to diversify the people in the room 
um, to include as many people into this conversation, into the space, and to ensure that if where there are barriers, where there are things that block certain people out, we can undo that and create new ones. Um, so, so that's in a nutshell what I do. So in a, in a normal day, no, there is no normal day. There is no typical day because... <laughs> Yeah, one day you are dealing with, hey, to me, I can't, um, okay, connect me to have to ever. On another day, you're working with the team to think about what that inclusion, equity, diversity looks like. On another day, you're giving a, you know, a workshop uh, on whatever, in wherever, you know. Mm -hmm. On another day, you're sitting and you're learning. On another day, you're sitting and you're listening. So that's in a nutshell. What's, what's the, the most fun aspect of it for you? I absolutely love facilitating workshops. Sure. I can yeah. see that. I can see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That thing. Yeah, that sure. thing. I, I just love it when the light bulb goes off, when people realize, I knew this thing. Ah, man, I've been doing this thing. Sure. Ah, I love that. I love, I love just connecting dots for people, where people realize, I don't even need to go to Johannesburg for this. I can just connect. I love that. And, and that gives me the greatest joy. Can you give me a second? I just need to switch on a plug real quickly. Just real quick. Just real quick. Real quick. <laughs> no <problem>. Also, <laughs> you need to get a team. <laughs> listen, listen. Like I said, I needed a team and people thought I wanted to make a movie. But, you know, that's not... That's I was not thinking that. about that. I was yeah. quite disappointed by I want to do acting, acting, acting. I'm like, guys, a team. Where the gaps? Yeah, fill those gaps. <laughs> People want to act. People want to act. Ish. Um, let's let's bring act. in here. Um, Paul Nuko says, uh, I've seen your work speaking true leadership words. We shall engage further with your department. Shoo, shoo. <laughs> and Tony Bonani says, uh, are there instances where that strategic business partners uh, that you speak of are the actual creatives themselves. So are there instances where those strategic business partners are actually the creatives? And in that case, how does that work in terms of the, connect the connections you facilitate? Yeah, I think that is um, the, the new shift um, compared to, you know, the past few years at BASA. Um, the focus had, already, had, had been connecting business to, to the arts. But now we are very intentional about looking at collaboration, collaboration within the sector. And one of the things that I, I, I want us to do, I don't have to be the driver or in that room, but to map out what the skills are and what people want to do and for us to be able to know about, okay, for example, you were wanting a team. Um, if we had a proper database or a portal or a, a community where we knew what Dumi comes with, we knew what Tony comes with, what Katleho comes with, beyond the acting, can I yeah. just pause on the acting, Gangan, yeah. the yeah. other skills that we bring into the room so that we can say, as and when I need a, a reader, you know, on, on my script, I can just um, get somebody and I know who's going to be that person. When I need somebody to facilitate an introduction with, um, the Royal Opera House, wherever, we know who to call on. As and when I need a visa to get to Amsterdam, you know who is killing it in that space and you can call on to that person. We've had a conversation with Jeff around how do we share skills, technical skills, not just talking about, oh, okay, Yazini, a partnership, no, I ganjalo. Like, show us, you know, show us coding, show us AI in the space of creative, in the space of a creative industry. Yeah. Show us what it takes to put on a podcast. Sure. What does it take for you to, to build a brand? Not, not the creative stuff that I believe is already the common denominator. We've got that on lock, yeah. you know, but we're not... We don't know who these partners are. And, and one of the exercises we do in, in our workshops is to map out what you need and who you, get, you could get it from before you go to, to a business sponsor or before you go to somebody outside of your, outside of your immediate circle. Um, so, yes, yeah, strategic partners are not limited just to um, businesses or, 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 or that kind of the corporate space, no. But we don't know each other well. We don't communicate what we do well enough. Yeah. Jeff called me and he was just like, what do you do? And I looked the, 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 I, the you know, we don't know how to put that in one sentence. So just be like, um, do me with a Y, a performer, 
mom, MC, facilitator. I my interests lie in capacity building. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that or when the phone call comes, I know who to call. Yeah, absolutely. Tony says I ask this because I've grown wary of this dominant narrative that arts and artists are the grant recipients of the economy. Right. So we're always there, hat in hand. Um, and I think we we do our fair share of actually promulgating this very narrative. You know, I think we're actually the purveyors of it. We're the ones who are upholding this thing that we should be custodians of, you know, welfare and public benefit. And um, I guess that then casts us in a certain kind of position. You know, that's how you're going to yeah. be taken. You're going to be taken as a beggar. You know, <laughs> you're not yeah. a priority for anyone. You know, so so. Yeah. So it's 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 intense, and I think you know what what you're saying. Then, in in I want I'd like I'd like to press you more to speak about you know communicating value, you know because that's I think yeah. something that we all struggle with. Like um, I yeah. think you know, bringing people something that uh, a conversation that I was having the last conversation of season one, I was being interviewed by my sister, and she isn't a theater maker, but she's had the chance to see a lot of the stuff that we do uh, as independent yeah. theater makers, and she says, you know when I just sit there and I watch what you guys are doing, there is so much that you guys don't actually talk mm. about. Um, and mm. if you were to bring people into, you know, these processes in a really deliberate way, um, you could actually start rebuilding the audiences that you've been lacking for so long. And it's not going to be so much about getting funding as it is about selling out a certain venue a certain number of times to make the profit yeah. to make, you know, it's, it becomes business. Yeah. It's not, it's not welfare. It's not, you know, this idea of no. philanthropy is going to save us, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so first and foremost, it's like you say, um, it's the story we tell ourselves about ourselves. It's how we speak about ourselves to ourselves, number one. But it's also what we don't say to others about what we do. And I think we all struggle with imposter syndrome as a collective, yeah. as a sector. Yeah. Somebody taught us to be humble and we are under, like, we're not even coming to the party. We're not showing up in the way that we could show up. And then, I got but there's also like, a, we are the important sector type thing, yeah. you know, yeah. up until we are not, you know. So, so my, my interests are around how do we, how do we make a case for the arts without performing for the audience, right? Without molding ourselves or using a language or a criteria that makes sense to the other. You know, how do we, how do we build in such a way that this thing that we are creating, this valuable thing that we are creating can do the work for itself, can do the work for us. And, and there are instances where that has happened, you know, where shows sell out and, and you have a diverse range of audiences wanting to come back. And people paid 500, 1,000, etc. And then also, like, we, I don't know if it's English or I don't know if it's jargon, Mara, we, we tend to omit or oversell or not trust what we are saying. And my argument and my challenge is to say, if we can't do that, let's get people who don't mind doing, doing that. I, I recently worked with a lady called Lebu Lion and Lebu Lion is like a brand and marketing don like she's high up then. She's very clear about her price, you know, very clear also what she can bring to the table. And when you engage with her, per hour. Why <laughs> Sometimes we 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 get the right people to write the best brand book, but the experience of that thing doesn't match what you sold us. Yeah. So you've we've been able to sell it to whoever, but when they come and engage with this thing, asiona or in that proposal, either half baked or has changed or you know, it's a work in progress. Please understand. So we need to make sure that whatever we, we, we say to ourselves about ourselves, we stick to it. We abide by it aggressively and make sure that the quality we churn out is exactly what we want to churn out. And then when people engage with us, we know we've put in our heart and soul into it. And I know that is subjective. I understand that. But... Getting a third eye, getting somebody else who's not in your 
friend friend circle to come and watch and give you critical feedback constructive crit uh, criticism is essential because you would you would then get a sense of the thing that i think is amazing how is somebody else experiencing it and if there are moments for you to tweak a little bit or to add a little bit or to edit a little bit then you do so right and i'm not also disregarding you know um forms of 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 art that are around pro process yeah. but let's be clear in yeah. how we sell the yeah. you are seeing the process and you are seeing the final product and yeah. and and the and the language that we use needs we need to taste we need to cultivate the taste in such a way that people understand what we mean by we're in the wings or break a leg or whatever it is whatever jargon yeah. that is specific to us we teach yeah. others to understand it or if we wanting them to understand something that we that is so uh, you know that is our own jargon that we use their jargon to explain the thing that we're doing so it's it's that beautiful dance and that exchange between yeah. um yourself yeah. as the creator and the one who's buying and engaging with your work but teaching each other without compromising on your artistic integrity without compromising on what you want to do but still leaving that room for listening and engaging because there's quite a lot of data that comes out from from online comments from you know your the the the, the staff at the theater at the theater venue you know from the 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 third eye from the director from the proposal from the funder from whoever and if we take all of that we'll start to understand what actually works what people understood by your work and and what needs to be modified um if if needs be so yeah <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot mana thanks patong for going so in depth you know thanks patong so 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 say say i'm a, i'm a young i'm a young artist and i come to you and i'm like you know to me i want to you know i want to go out into the industry and i want to be you know the best you know i want to be the best actor what not what not this is what i want to do bearing in mind where we are right now and what we've just gone through um and how it is affecting us and those who came before us so people who've been you know navigating the space for a while you know those of us who are sort of intermediate those who are professional someone young comes to you and says you know i want to do this work you know how do you advise them how do you what do you, what do you say to them um is that something that you experience in your capacity or am i causing you to off ramp no you it's not an off ramp at all i mean the first thing i'd say is why yeah yeah i mean i'm sure you saw that one coming like why do you want to why do you want to be in the space yeah because if you're not clear on that then you're going to just do whatever wherever yeah. right Yeah. I'll go back to the list. Are you great at this thing? Are you killing it in this thing? Because if you are not. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was such a true. <laughs> if you are not really committed to this thing and I'd say to that person, give me three people that you could reference in your mind where success what success looks like for you. and then we we have the com- conversation around the commitment right about this thing like some of us want to be in the space but some of us like to be in the space stakes are different mm-hmm. and if you if you are if this is like something you want to do njenjenje don't do it mm-hmm. don't do it it's especially gonna show now. but also it's gonna show you flames especially now <laughs> especially now yeah The third thing I'd say is what else are you good at? Yeah. What else are you great at? Oof. What else are you interested in? And let's look at a combination of are you going to be an entertainment lawyer? Are you going to be an accountant for creatives? Are you going to be the tech guy who's helping us create platforms through which we can monetize our craft? Mm. Are you going to be the venue owner where you know you're leading on i don't know the other thing sure. because the acting is and and the creation the creativity is the common denominator yeah. so i'd ask the why i'd ask the the how how much you want this and are you great at it and is this the thing for you mm-hmm. and then i'd ask what else because i think i think that'll set people apart um we've seen this many times 
Momo says, outside of being great as a tool for education and social change, what else is the artist's job? How does one find security in a career that isn't about making money, essentially, right? Oh. Um, and I think yeah. she put that up um, by then saying, basically, to be an artist is simply a novelty. And the taxi and the industry itself needs you to still pay tax. Art is a luxury. Tony says, some of us had to cast ourselves. This is true. Gunini sees cast that we cast ourselves. Yep, sure. Okay, let's calm down about the Vugaring Chimbili. No, Bafetu, some of us had to cast ourselves to be casted. I get about to casted. But I think Momo raises a very important question, which I don't know whether I have the answers for, but I, I think it's a conversation we all need to have. If art is um, perceived to be a luxury, yet we know that it is not necessarily just a luxury, right? Um, we speak about the holistic value of the arts, which is social, which is therapeutic, which is economic, which is uh, transformational. It does a lot, right? And we've seen how it was the art that got us through this pandemic, where we could engage with ourselves through different forms of art, be it a series, the film, a music, a book, or whatever it is. Yeah. And knowing, knowing that, why are we not making a noise about that? And if we're not making a noise, how could we ensure that anyone else who perceives us as a luxury knows good to be or not? And, and that is exactly the conflict of the space that I'm really interested in. We know that what we do is essential. We know this. Society knows it. But because it's not a quantitative thing all the time, it's hard for you to, to, to say that it was what it was. Have you been to a therapy session where you feel like, ah, 1.2 for what? But later, you start to implement these tools, you know, boundaries, and you're talking to yourself in a different way. You've changed your space, and it takes you six months, a year to go, oh, it was that moment where this was unlocked. So we, we also don't, it's hard for us to quantify it because it's not a research project, how many people, how many what what. It's, it's, it's intangible, it's qualitative, it's experiential, right? How do we speak about the experience and put value to that experience? How do we put value on something that but in that moment of watching that show, something, something in you, or gets released or whatever it is that experience is for you but as artists we 
we, we experience it in the, in the pre-production and in the production and post-production and we give it to ourselves and we give it to others. But I don't know if we found a way to, to write about it in a way that actually helps us say, yeah, I want this, what I've done for your, for your team, dear Investec the value of it, yeah. and I worked with a company called Shakespeareans and our work was really about using applied theater tools in corporate spaces and in schools. And I can tell you this much, it's so hard to say, key a lesson plan, this is what we've been able to do with the set work. But when the, when the learners have left, you know, a lot more happens after the interaction with the art. Sure. You know, we, yeah. after we've left and we don't go back to also ask, what was it? Yeah. You know, if you were to quantify it, what yeah. would you say it is? Ah, Tina, we've performed, we are, we've left, you know. The workshop has happened and you've left. In Ali, that thing, yeah, 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 the impact that thing, how to, how to quantify it, because it's not a luxury. It's perceived as one. Um, and I think the work that we are needing to do right now as creatives is to find a language, um, to find a metric, is, is that even the right word to use? But it's something that allows us to, yeah, to say it's 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 a hundred rands or it's a thousand rands or it's a hundred thousand rands. But even beyond this amount of money, the stuff we won't even be able to quantify because years later you'll still be using this thing. You 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 yeah yeah mm, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait until we find that thing, and yeah. I can't wait until we don't have to explain ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. But let's let's come to the comments quickly. Let's be honest. We don't sure. like working with each other. Yo, but with businesses, <sighs> how do we share the sugar, guys? <laughs> Would you like to answer Paul there? We don't like each other. What's the problem, guys? We can't share space. Do you know what the problem is, in my opinion? We've got confidence issues. Um, we're scared to show up to each other because there's pressure to show up in a particular way. We, we also group each other and it, we, we classify each other. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, because of those classes and, and those whatevers, it's hard for us to, to fail together, to experiment together because then if I'm in a particular class, vulnerable. No. Yeah, issue in this collective issue with the show and I think I said this in, in the conversation we were having with Kutra is that if we create those brave spaces then collaboration won't be difficult you know and brave spaces are about showing up to each other with, with ideas with fully formed ideas with well researched ideas or not it's coming into a space and knowing, you know, that exercise in, I think it's a, it's a Augusta Bual games for actors. I don't know, but where you stand and you fall down and your cast members hold you. Yeah. Yeah. The trust exercise. The trust exercise. And that's why Namanje, the pandemic, now our theaters are closed. Now we're needing to experiment, but we are, we are judging or we are policing or we are speaking back about certain things in a particular way. When we should be encouraging experimentation, revisiting, reimagining, dreaming together, because in that way, you've seen this in a, in a production, you know, when we fall together, when, you know, my chimney voice can't come out, but I need to hit my note right now. I can do that without feeling fearful and if we hold each other like that then then the answers would come from us right the answers would be us we wouldn't have to depend on whatever it, 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 this thing could run itself because i've seen it in in thanks where who's to like comes up with rhymes and you're just like said to how did you come up with that rhyme for that song you know and there's no fear she, she goes there kitty comes up with a design what what guys as the second in in and we're like yes yes let's do that yes let's momo comes with the politiki and we're just like oh momo, okay <laughs> sure. you know sure. and then i come and i'm just like have we responded to tedx for the ted talk but it works you know sure. because because yeah. you, you, you you it's hard but once you've built that brave space 
then there's a pouring of ideas and and then we can shape together we can build together but if we're still policing and blocking and criticizing and not really welcoming newness um then i think collaboration we must just forget about that thing because we won't trust each other and um we won't have difficult conversations with each other and right now this moment is asking us to have a very frank conversation about the future of theater the theater, the future of audiences the th- the future of you know this this digital thing that is now forcing us to apply ourselves in ways we've never ever imagined we'd have to we, we knew it was coming but now that it's here and how are we going to fail together? How are we going to embrace that failing together so that we can build together? And I know it's easier said than done yeah. because hmm, 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 egos, 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 but it can be done. It really, really, really can be done. Yeah, I can't, I can't agree with you, with you more. Um, and I think that you're, you're touching on um, the, the main kind of theme slash topic that you know, I've been thinking about um, in thinking about you know, the season. Um, of the podcast um, and it's particularly why I wanted to speak to you um, and the other people that I'm going to be speaking to um, in this season you know this this idea of you know if if we are going to truly survive you know it's going to require us and you've been alluding to it quite a bit you know from the but that's why I hammered on the point of diversification um, yeah. it, it's it's really something that we're being called to 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 explore you know like you know where else yeah. what else are you good at and you know for yeah. it's i think i wrote about it um briefly on on social media that you know for 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 people or for myself let me speak about myself for someone who has been mm. identifying themselves as a particular thing um you know mm. trying to fit yourself to, trying to get onto that list right so so let's use that example of the list right as you can mm. see there's a list behind me um not this list this is a list of the people that we're going to interview this season but you know let's say that you know your entire identity has been about getting onto the list and yeah. then you get onto the list right and then one day the list doesn't matter right you know so mm. it's sort of mm. Your, your your identity on something that has been fleeting um and I've, i've really been curious about you know our responses to that you know um our responses mm-hmm. and how we're going to ensure that we we can develop sustainable models that will ensure that we can yeah. still survive after this and then how are we going yeah. to leverage each other's um potential and abilities you know like i think it's yeah. it's been to bear that we really insulated ourselves and we haven't learned how to talk to um you know others you know who to see how we can start you know making in new ways and you know not have the the problem of trying to figure out how to be so much to do everything one you know yourself you know and i think it's just interesting what you're saying about collaboration and how that is really going to be one of the things that's going to get us through because if you think about it in the context of a theater production that ensemble is really what heals you yeah more than the, yeah. the 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 time that you spend on like the script or what it's really about being in the space with the bodies together and going from yeah. one point to the next point and it's just like being held in that space in that vulnerable space i think we don't yeah. we don't have it and i mean it, it even goes to like the the older generations where you see if something is started by a particular group of people there's already a particular group of people who are not for it you know and it's not even about whether that thing is good or not uh we have and if you get associated with that thing you must know guti we have 20, 20 seconds we have 20 seconds and then we so it's going to cut us out it's going to kick us out but then we can come back uh let me just leave it there <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much guys. I see you on the flip side. Episodes will be up soonest. Peace.